0: Well, Laker fam, after months of speculation, the Lakers finally make a trade. They get Rui Hachimura from the Wizards in a trade that involves Kendrick Nunn and three future second round picks. There is a lot to break down here today, so let's get right into it. What's up, Laker fam? Welcome to the Laker Hand podcast. I am your host, of course, Laker Hand. I am joined by the one, the only, my favorite co-host in the entire world, Laker Dad, Dad, we've been talking about a potential Laker trade for what seems like forever, and I wake up this morning, and all of a sudden, it finally happened. The Lakers made a trade. Uh, they get Rui Hachimura from the Wizards. What do you think about this, this trade for the purple and gold?
1: You know, Hannah, I think a lot of Laker fans had lost hope that the Lakers were ever going to make a deal. It seems like Even before the season started, the press and the media and the fans were just obsessed with Lakers making changes. I think everybody, maybe except the front office, could see that this was an unbalanced Laker team. Too many guards, not enough wings. And they finally addressed that problem with Hashimura. Hannah, I'm pretty positive about this trade because I have a pretty good feeling about him. I've been watching him, actually, for a while now. uh, And I think he's got... Potential upside. He's still a young guy. He's 24. And uh, I think he's got some upside. I think everybody already thinks he's a good player. I think he's got some potential to be uh, even better than that
0: yeah you know he was the uh number ninth pick in the 2019 draft he's been averaging 13 points 4.3 rebounds shooting 48 percent uh almost 49 percent actually from the floor he actually shoots 34 percent from three uh this season but last season as you uh were telling me earlier dad he actually shot in the the 40 range so this is a guy that you know has a lot of potential he's also 6'8 he's that wing player that the lakers have really desperately been needing obviously you know we need guys who can you know, stretch the floor, but he's also really good defensively. And that's kind of a, I don't know if you saw the interview that Rob Plinka gave uh, when talking about him. That's kind of what he talked a little bit about. Obviously, his scoring ability, but also his size, his uh, wingspan, and his ability to really, you know, make them even better on the defensive end.
1: Yeah, Hannah, um, Hashimura started uh, the first two seasons with the Wizards. He was a starter, he was an all rookie selection his first year. Uh, He played very well, and after two years in the league, you know, he was looking like he was kind of an up-and-comer among the good NBA players as, as young players, but he got derailed in his third season, and it was a combination of factors. Part of it was his health. He got some injuries, and then something happened that we really don't know anything about. He took some time away from the team for mental health issues, and so he was gone for a while, and while he was gone, in steps Kyle Kuzma, who has been... You know, something of a sensation. Maybe that's too strong a word, but he's had a really strong... You just
0: love Kuz. Anywhere <laughs> if my dad can, uh, can push the word Kuz and then sensation in a sentence, I think that he may be the only guy on the planet who would use those two in a sentence. But, Dad, keep... sorry to interrupt. Keep talking about Kuz.
1: Yeah, no, I'm just saying he stepped in and took Hashimura's place. And then when Hashimura came back, it was Kuzma who was the starter, and Hashimura was coming off the bench. I don't think he was ever totally comfortable with that. And, uh, you know, I think the Wizards are are trying to, you know, save some cap space to maybe try to re-sign Kuzma, who's going to be an unrestricted free agent this summer. So in any event, Kashimura became expendable. But, you know, he's a good player, Hannah. I think he's got potential upside. As I said, his his career kind of got derailed the last two years for a variety of factors. But before that, he was on an upward trajectory. And I think, you know, if the Lakers you know, can bring out the best in him and maybe, you know, teach him a few things here and there. Because remember, you don't learn much on the Wizards. They play absolutely no defense
0: yeah you know here's the thing the thing that i like the most about this trade is obviously you know the lakers front office was getting slack all season for not making a trade earlier but you know they are really just trying to be patient they didn't want to give away you know any first round picks they didn't want to make kind of a drastic uh you know big trade and they are patient i think it really paid off i mean not only did we get this guy who you know is the exact kind of player that we need who's also young so we can think about you know keeping him for the future but also we didn't have to give away really anything for him we gave away Kendrick Nunn which to be honest with you I would have been fine trading Kendrick Nunn for a G League player at this point I mean he's done absolutely nothing for us and then three second round picks no first round picks. so personally I mean I think this was a great great trade for the Lakers Yeah
1: and two of those second round picks are like 5 or 6 years from now so and the Lakers can equally easily pick up other second round picks uh, so I again Hannah he's he's the wing player size-wise with some skills that the Lakers just haven't had this year. They just don't, you know, they try to bring in either Troy Brown or, or Juan Toscano Anderson, who I, I just think, especially the latter, has not offered very much this season at all, you know, who are both around 6'6", to try to guard, you know, uh, some of these 6'8", 6'9", forwards, and it just hasn't worked too well. This guy can do it. I mean, this is exactly fitting the need that the Lakers had.
0: Exactly. And you know, a lot of people are wondering: you know, when is he going to play his first game with the Lakers? I think the the best thing to think is that he's probably going to be playing a Friday night when the Lakers take on the San Antonio Spurs and dad what could even be more exciting if all the reports and kind of rumblings are true this could also be the game that Anthony Davis returns now obviously it's it's nothing set in stone but people are really starting to to speculate that AD is actually going to be returning this week and most likely would probably be in that that game Friday against the Spurs I don't really see it uh, happening tomorrow against the Clippers or in a Wednesday's game either but dad be Very, very exciting, uh, of course, of AD returns. And I know, but, in you know, just in general, to see Rui kind of uh, play with this team, I think he's going to really add a lot to this Purple and gold team because obviously our biggest Achilles heel was, you know, the size and trying to guard these wing players. And now we really got a player who can really do that as well as uh, knock down some three-point shots and score some points. So I'm really excited. Uh, Did anything else that you want to say about this uh, trade?
1: Yeah, Hannah, I think the question now is, what does this mean? The trade deadline is two weeks away. Do we think that the Lakers have any other moves up their sleeve? My best guess is that no, they don't. I think, you know, they're going to get Anthony Davis back. They're going to get Lonnie Walker and Austin Reeves back. They've been on a bit of a roll. They seem to have found some sort of formula. This really was their big need, which was a big wing player. Uh, You know, it'll be, see, you know, if they do something, I wonder if Patrick Beverly might be in the mix. Again, I have mixed feelings about Beverly. I like the toughness he brings to the team. The guy is a little bit nuts, though, and I, I don't know what they could get for him, but he's got a $13 million salary, so potentially there's another player out there who might help
0: yeah I mean I, I guess you could maybe see Pat being moved but to be honest with you I think this was probably most likely their, their kind of big trade I think they're just going to kind of see of course what happens with AD comes back and then continue to just ride with the team that we've got because we've been playing really really well lately I mean honestly dad this Lakers seem like we've been saying you know for the last couple months really is exciting they're able to compete with really any team out there even the top teams we've seen them beat so uh, all good things to be honest with you if uh, you're a Laker fan right now and of course tomorrow night uh, we got to take on the Clippers I really really hate playing the Clippers for multiple reasons as I'm sure a lot of my Laker fam is Uh dad real quick let's do some uh, keys for the Lakers to getting that win against the Los Angeles Clippers tomorrow
1: well Hannah you know we always have a tough time with the Clippers because they're such a big team and, and the Lakers are such a small team and we just have never really had wing players to match up with Kawhi Leonard and Paul George and it's it's really been difficult you know it starts i think with no turnovers you got to limit the turnovers you got to make sure they only get one shot and they don't get you know offensive rebounds so they get putbacks you know um you know play mistake three basketball uh, get those rebounds keep the clippers off the board don't let evitzo zubots you know or somebody like that go crazy You know, I'll say, you know, it's it's, again, the Lakers, they find a way. It's kind of hard to look. You look at the roster and you say, how do they do it? But they've been in every single game. They haven't won all of them, but they're there to the end. And I don't know, maybe they'll do the same thing with the Clippers. On paper, again, it doesn't kind of look like an even match, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, I agree with
0: all of your keys, and I would also say uh, let's get off to a better start. Obviously, it was really exciting that we got that huge 25-point comeback win against the Blazers last night, but I'd like us to get off to a better start and not off to a fight from behind.
1: Well, remember we started off 18 to 4, we were ahead of Portland, but then we just literally collapsed in the second half and they out, they outscored us by I think 30 points in the second quarter. So, you know, yeah, we we just got to sustain 48 hours of relatively mistake-free basketball where we play consistently, we don't have any lapses in these dry spells and and keep the defensive int- intensity up
0: exactly all right Laker fam that is going to be it for today's podcast let me know though what did you think about this Lakers trade uh, do you think this is going to be someone who could really impact the Lakers and what do you think uh, he's gonna play on Friday and let me know all of your thoughts uh, give me you can message me on Twitter my Twitter's at Hannah underscore Kulik and of course you can message me on Instagram my Instagrams at Hannah Rose Kulik until next time like your hand and Lake your daughter out bye everyone